Hello and welcome to the Better Human Podcast. My name is Adam Wagner and I'm a barrister specialising in human rights. And this podcast is all about human rights. This is the latest in a series that I've been doing about the lockdown regulations, these extremely complicated, ever longer um, and convoluted rules that the government is putting in place to enforce the very important um, coronavirus rules. Um, And the most recent version is the lockdown, which is going to be in place, um, the government says, for 28 days from Thursday the 5th of November until whenever 28 days after that is. Um, And the latest lockdown regulations were released last night. I'm recording this on Wednesday the 4th of November. Um, They may be amended by the time you um, see this, but I'm going to try and go through them, explain what they mean. Um, The Better Human podcast is supported by Goldsmiths Law and their pioneering LLB undergraduate course taught in London. Applications are now open to study law at Goldsmiths, including LLB Law, LLB Law with Criminal Justice and Human Rights, and LLB Law with Politics and Human Rights. To learn more and to apply, please visit gold.act.uk forward slash law. I do these podcasts for free. I don't charge for them. Um, I do them to increase public understanding of the law. If you want to help support that, then please consider giving a few pounds a month at www.betterhumanpodcast.com. The only other thing I wanted to say by way of introduction is, as always, there are two elements to this lockdown. There is the law and there is the guidance. And I'm going to link to both, but I'm going to be focusing today on the law. Unfortunately, um, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, the guidance is usually stricter than the law. The difference between guidance and law is when something is in guidance, it is exactly that. It it, um, binds you only insofar as it's a kind of moral responsibility to follow it. It's um, a guide. Whereas if you break the law, you can be fined, you can be uh, prosecuted. So they are quite different things. But um, as I always say at the beginning of these things, you should follow both. And here we have the Health Protection Coronavirus Restrictions England Number 4 Regulations 2020. Um, Now, you may have watched my three tiers video. Now, the three tiers have only been around since the 14th of October, so I think 20 days. But they have now, as of these regulations coming into force, they will be revoked. They disappear. And that was a bit surprising because... I, for one, expected this to effectively be a fourth tier. Um, However, I do expect to see the three tiers or some version of them coming back um, once these 28 days are up and perhaps these regulations only staying in the most severe areas. Um, But but we shall see. And you can see there they were made yesterday, 3rd of November, um, and they come into force tomorrow when I'm recording this, the 5th of November 2020, um, otherwise known as Bonfire Night. So here we have the... um, uh, contents you'll see these things are getting longer and more complicated these are 32 pages um just shy of 14,000 words um an extraordinary length um something like 65 um different exceptions that we have to worry about um these are really quite significant um and large regulations um so i'm going to try and do these not in total um extreme detail i'm going to try and skim over some aspects and focus in on some areas which I think affect the most people. If you have questions, feel free to leave them in the comments or contact me on Twitter. So as with any legal instrument, it's always good to start with interpretation because this is how you find out what certain things mean. Um, and and if, it's, if it's in the interpretation, then that's how a court is going to 
guide its own interpretation of these regulations. Um, so we'll see later this charitable, benevolent or philanthropic institution um, will come up. So that's just just to note that um, another um, key um, an important definition is political body, which we'll come to for later. This is who can organise large gatherings. Yeah, you've got elite sportsmen, um, meaning of vulnerable, vulnerable person and disability. So these vulnerable persons, this definition of vulnerable person has been there since the beginning of these regulations in March. It means any person aged 70 or older. Um, that's probably the most ex expansive definition um, and then underlying health conditions including but not limited to these conditions um, and also any person who is pregnant I think that was added a bit later okay so here we get to the first um, key section of the regulations restrictions on movement just to understand how these work these work in the same way as the original lockdown regulations that we saw on the 26th of March worked which is you cannot leave your home or be outside of your home without a reasonable excuse. What is a reasonable excuse? Well, a reasonable excuse is where one of these exceptions set out in Regulation 6 applies. So that's these exceptions. But you'll notice the word include, and what that means in legal lingo, is that that is a non-exhaustive list. Just as in the original lockdown regulations, these are examples of what is a reasonable excuse. But the key question is what any individual person, um, whether they have a reasonable excuse. And that will be a question for, for a court. The other key things to note is that the place where the person is living includes the premises where they're living together with any garden, yard, passage, stair, garage, outhouse or other um, appurtenance of such premises. Um, so look out for the appurtenances. Okay, so here are some of the exceptions. Some key ones, buy goods or obtain services from any business or service listed in part three. So that's the businesses that are allowed to stay open and you can buy them for your household, vulnerable persons, remember we saw the definition of that, or persons in the same household as a vulnerable person. So no mention of necessary goods or reasonably necessary goods, um, but you have to, it has to be reasonably necessary for you to be um, going out to buy those goods. Um, and that's important because we don't have this um, point that they've had in Wales of you can only buy essential items, or at least that that was how it was presented. Um, you can go get money. You can take exercise. You can take exercise alone. Note there's no um, limit on the amount of time or the kind of exercise. Um, or with one or more members of your household, so you, you, any members of your household you like, your linked household, or where exercise is being taken as part of providing informal childcare for a child aged 13 or under, one or more members of their linked household. A linked childcare household can be out with the household they're linked with. We'll come to linked childcare households a bit later. In a public outdoor place with one other person who is not a member of their household, their linked household or linked childcare household. So you can be out with just you and one other person from any household. So two together from in any combination. Or with other members of your household or a linked household that you are linked with but you can't be out with all of your household and one other member of another household that you're not linked to and subparagraph three applies 
in determining whether a person is complying with the limits of this subparagraph. Let's just go down to subparagraph three. No account is taken of any person who is present as a carer for a person with a disability who needs continuous care. So that's one important get out there. Um, so the carers are not included in the count or a child below the age of five. So any child ages one, two, three or four or zero would not be included. So that was something that was raised when the guidance was first released. And that's obviously been listened to. You can also um, be out for the purposes of open air recreation. So that's different to exercise. And that just that that was introduced originally because people were sunbathing in parks and police um, or council officials were going up to them saying, oh, you're meant to be exercising. That doesn't look like exercising, mate. That this open air recreation, maybe you're not going out sunbathing, but you could go out and do, you know, pretty much anything could be open air rec recreation as long as it's in a public outdoor place. But, um, I've described it as the building a snowman exception. And you could be with one or mem more members of your household or your linked household um, with a child if you're doing childcare as a linked childcare household um, and with one or with one other person. So it's the same. It's the same point. Um, you can attend a place of worship if they're open, attend an event commemorating Re Remembrance Sunday. This is a big feature of these regulations. Undertake any of the following activities in connection with the purchase, sale, letting or rental of a residential property. Um, so bear that in mind. It's got to be in connection with those things and you can visit. You can do all the things that you need to do to um, find a new flat or house and move there. Exception to work, voluntary services, educational training. So this is the other key exception. You can leave your house if if it's reasonably necessary for the purposes of work or to provide voluntary or charitable services. So that is a very big exception. But it has to be not reasonably possible for you to work or to provide those services from home. For the purposes of educational training, this has been there since the beginning and um, is still very vague um, or very wide, uh, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, provide care and assistance, um, including relevant person, personal care, to provide emergency assistance to any person, to fulfil a legal obligation, including attending court, etc. Um, and that's, the, that's for if you're facing a, a charge in court, if you're a witness or if you're a lawyer. Um, who's participating in the legal proceedings. To access critical services, um, those, and to access voluntary or charitable services, including food banks. Um, elite athletes, we won't go into that. I'm guessing that there aren't many watching. Medical need. Um, so this has also been there um, since March. You can do all of these things. I just want to highlight to avoid injury or illness or to escape a risk of harm. Illness could be physical illness, it could be mental illness, that's my um, interpretation, but I'm, I'm sure that's right. Or to escape risk of harm, very important. Um, it's, it's a wide exception um, and it could straightforwardly apply, in my opinion, if you are suffering from some sort of depression um, and you just need to get, get the hell out of the house for a while. Although you could also fall under open air recreation, that's very wide. Um, I mean, the key the key thing is that you're not in groups um, of that are not from your household or linked household. So I think it's 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 pretty unlikely you'll be you won't fall into one of these many exceptions when you're out of the house. But the key thing is, don't um, go out in groups of more than two, not from the same household, unless they're linked households. Okay, support and respite. 
um, attend a meeting of a support group. There's lots of um, definitions of support groups. So there's a definition of, of, of support groups that includes many kinds of support groups. Respite care, um, deathbed visits. So this is a bit odd because later on it's it's described in a different way. I don't think it actually really does just include deathbed. Um, it's reasonably necessary um, where you reasonably believe that someone is dying. Funerals, you can attend a funeral. Marriages and civil partnerships. So you can, you can attend a marriage or a civil partnership. However, they're only very, very limited kinds of marriages and civil partnerships where you are able to have a group of um you know a, a gathering of up to six people and it's only where one of the partners or i guess both of the partners is is very seriously ill is dying exception nine children so this is a detailed um exception um lots of potential reasons that children um are will be a re the, the, sorry there's lots of potential reasons why children um, will be a relevant factor in reasonable excuses. So um, arrangements for between parents who are who are not to, not together and don't live together, or siblings equally, um, prospective adopters um, to access educational facilities, so to get them to school or nursery, and and for the purpose of informal childcare for children aged thirteen or under, provided by a member of the household to a member of their linked childcare household. We'll come to linked childcare households, but obviously if you can have linked childcare households, you've got to be able to get to them. Exception 10, animal welfare. That's what it sounds like. Exception 11, returning home from holiday if the holiday was booked before these regulations came into force. Now, one thing I will highlight, and a lot of people have been asking about it, is there isn't actually any mention at all of travel, um, either outside of the UK or inside the UK. Um, in these regulations. I mean, in fact, I think that returning home is the only one. Um, and whilst the, the guidance has quite, has says, or it's said that you couldn't travel between different parts of the UK, I think now it says something a bit, which is much closer to these regulations, which is that you shouldn't, unless you've got one of these reasonable excuses, work, voluntary or charitable services, education, training, that sort of thing. There is an open question about whether that means a student could travel from their student um, accommodation to home, um, maybe um, just because they need to have a weekend at home or something like that. Um, it's not expressly allowed. Um, it's difficult to imagine it being part of um, education. Um, I guess it could be part of um, to avoid the risk of, of physical or mental illness um, if, a, if a student's struggling. But I'm not sure it would apply for lots of students just deciding they they, they fancy a weekend at home. Um, but these regulations only apply for 28 days anyway. Prison visits. So you can um, you can go for a prison visit and um, a, a visit permitted under Regulation 11. We'll come to that. OK, so the second. So, so that's leaving your home. The second structural part of these regulations is restrictions on gatherings. Part three. So here we have Regulation 7. You can see 7 where there's a number. That's what I'm talking about, Regulation 7. So what's a gathering? A gathering is when two or more persons are present together in the same place in order to engage in any form of social interaction with each other or to undertake any other activity with each other. So pretty much any, any interaction at all. But you have to be there to undertake any activity with each other. It doesn't include just walking by someone in the street. 
Um, but if you come together and start having a chat, it, it might. Um, in That's the definition of, of indoors and a public outdoor place. Um, so you have to actually know what a public outdoor place is. Um, it's it's an outdoor place in, the, where the, in which the public have or are permitted access, whether on payment or otherwise, and includes um, land laid out as a public garden, open country, access land, any highway, crown land, so basically outdoors. Private dwelling is what you imagine it to be, um, but it has some exceptions here. So just, just note that. Um, regulation 8, participating in outdoor gatherings. No person may participate in a gathering which consists of two or more people and takes place indoors, including indoors within a private dwelling. And remember, a private dwelling includes garden. So this is a really important one. You cannot have people round at the house who aren't part of a linked um, household, a, a child, linked child, childcare household, or, or otherwise falls into some other exception. Um, so we have the same exception um, to start with of um, carers and children below the age of five. They don't count for a gathering. So two parents um, from different households who are not linked households who have um, two children each ages three and one could go out together because they are just two. There are only two people counted in that group. So they could go for a walk together. I mean, in fact, parents with, um, you know, six children between them who are under the age of five could all go out together because they don't count and they could have a couple of carers each if, if, if the children were um, disabled and they wouldn't count either for the count. The Better Human podcast is supported by your contributions. If you find it useful and interesting, I would really appreciate if you consider giving just $3 a month. That's just over £2 via our Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash betterhuman. And if a couple of hundred people do that, then that will make the podcast sustainable and I can carry on interviewing interesting guests about fascinating human rights subjects. Organisation or facilitation of gatherings. So this is um, uh, this is a bit of a weird section. I've discussed this a bit on Twitter. This regulation up to about here has been a feature of these regulations for a few months. And what it means is anybody who's holding or involved in the holding of a relevant gathering gets a £10,000 fine. I mean, a relevant gathering is um, it, it's a gathering that consists of more than 30 persons. It can be inside um, or outside and is either a rave, um, so with repetitive music that's, um, that is very um, distressing to the neighbourhood, or is just a, a gathering of more than 30 persons in a private vest, in a private dwelling or in um, a, an outdoor space. So if you organise a child's birthday party for 31 people outside or inside, you could get a 10 grand fine. If you bake the cake for the child's birthday party, arguably because you're involved in the holding of the gathering, you could also get a 10 grand fine. So watch out. But here's where it gets a bit um, more interesting. It's not a gathering in relation to which any of the exceptions set out in Regulation 11. So it, 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 can't, it, it doesn't apply if it's any of these exceptions or if it's um, the, a Paragraph 6 exception. And Paragraph 6 
is if the gathering is organised by a business, a charitable, benevolent or philanthropic organisation, a public body or a political body, and has taken the required precautions. We'll see what the required precautions are later. But what this means is, if you're one of those organisations, you can organise a gathering of more than 30 people as long as it follows the required precautions. I think that means that a political body can probably organise a, a protest or a some sort of political event of any size as long as you've taken the required precautions. The big question is, can individuals leave their homes to attend such a gathering? Because if you remember, it's not enough to just be at a permitted gathering. You've also got to be able to leave your house. You got to have a reasonable excuse to get there. And I think that's um, an open question. In relation to the right for protest, um, it, it, I, I think this is an unclear aspect of these regulations. It was unclear until the right to protest was included in the regulations a couple of months ago. Um, but I do think since protests aren't explicitly banned, any court looking at this would have to interpret these regulations compatibly with the European Convention on Human Rights, and particularly the right to free speech and the right to free association. So I do think there's a reasonable chance that you would be fine attending a protest, particularly if it was um, socially distanced and, you know, you weren't close to the other people. But it's unclear, which is a shame because you can attend a Remembrance Sunday gathering. Um, and I'm not sure why a protest is different to that. Exceptions in relation to gatherings. So these are exceptions. So um, same or linked households. So you can have a gathering if you are all members from the same or linked households necessary for certain purposes and again you've got work purposes but it's got to be reasonably necessary educational training etc etc but they're all slightly different i mean sorry they're, they're more limited and one thing I, I didn't know and i should have done is that these exceptions are a limited number so they are exhaustive um, and i think we find that here um, paragraph one does not apply if any of the exceptions set out in regulation 11 apply it's not includes it's just these are the exceptions so there aren't any extras um that aren't listed um so that's all that's exceptions facilitate house mood obviously because you know you got you can leave the house to do that legal obligations and proceedings criminal justice accommodation support groups um and, and they can be no more than 15 persons so i think that's a new restriction and no children are included in the in that um, and that's quite important as well so you can have a support group with 15 adults and 15 children um, under the age of five if for example it's a um, maternity group um, for the purposes of, of paragraph six support group means these things so you can see there are there's a list of the kinds of support groups victims of crime um, etc new parents um that's probably what i should have said instead of maternity um facing issues relating to their sexuality or identity including those living as lesbian gay bisexual and transgender as paul johnson has pointed out that's a bit of a strange strange lang old-fashioned language living as lesbian gay bisexual or transgender don't know what that is meant to mean um and you can see um there's various different kinds of support groups but again it's for example so it's non-exhaustive. It could be some other kind of, uh, of support group that isn't listed. Respite care. You can um, visit somebody who is giving birth um, or receiving treatment in hospital or a care home. So that's quite important. So you can go and visit someone at a hospital. You can go and visit someone at a care home. You can go and um, visit somebody 
who you can accompany someone to a medical appointment, but only if they're a member of your household, a close family member or a friend. But I mean, that is very, um, that's extensive, isn't it? It's just someone and you can't visit someone you don't know. Um, marriages. So <clears throat> you, you, I mentioned before the um, marriages exception. You can organise um, weddings for groups of up to six people, but all of these lists, all of these, and there was some confusion um, when this first came out because these are slightly obscure legal provisions, but all of these different kinds of marriages and civil partnerships and alternative wedding ceremonies relate to when someone is seriously ill. Um, so it's not for ordinary weddings where someone isn't seriously ill. Um, and you can have the gatherings. That's where you can have the gatherings for a wedding. Visiting a dying person, you'll see here it's not on the deathbed here, which is, um, I think, is a more accurate description of what that exception means. Funerals, you can go to a funeral. Gathering consists of no more than 30 persons. Commemorative event following a person's death, um, no more than 15 persons. I'm not entirely sure why this is allowed, but a wedding isn't allowed um, because I can understand why a funeral might be urgent is a commemorative event to celebrate the life of that person so urgent that um, it has to be held in these, this 28-day period or maybe it's targeted at um, Jewish shiva requirements I don't know elite sports so um, football gymnastics all that kind of elite sports sports people they can still do what they do children okay so here we have all of the another version another edition of the children exceptions all really important if you're looking after children remembrance sunday so you can go to a, a remembrance sunday gathering um which is not a private dwelling so outdoor it has to be outdoors um or in westminster westminster abbey um so that is a very that's a very specific exception there's limits to the to the people who can attend those gatherings um, but that includes spectators, but you have to be part of it with your household. Linked households. So I, I've done this, I think, twice already, but I'm going to do it again because they're so important. It's it's This is what a linked household... It, it's confusing because they refer to as support bubbles and the guidance, but they are linked households in the law. A linked household, there are two households. One household has only one adult and however many children. So it can be just one adult on their own or one adult plus lots of other children, but it has to only be one adult. So that's the first household. The second household is any number of adults and any number of children. Those households can decide to link together. And when they link together, it's as if um, they have become the same household. So they can gather together, they can go out together. It only applies if um, they haven't been, they aren't linked to any other households and neither of the households were in the period beginning of 14th September and ending with the 5th of November linked with any other household for the purpose of other, of, of other regulation. I don't know why it goes back only to the 14th of September. I'm sure there's some um, logic to it. I guess maybe that's six weeks ago. Um, so you can join a new linked household um, if, it's, if you weren't linked with any other household before um, since the 14th of September. Okay, linked childcare household, another really important um, provision because this will apply to lots and lots of families. Where a household includes at least one child aged 13 or under, that's the first household, 
the household may link with uh, i'll do my thumbs again but maybe that's the first household this that household may link with one other household the second household um for the purpose of providing informal childcare. there they go they go together neither the first household nor the second household are linked with any other household so they can't be linked to any other household so if you've um if you're a grandparent and you want to link with one of your children's households to look after your grandchildren you have to choose which of your children um you want to link with and um, because you can't do you you can't if they live in different houses you can't link with um two different sets of grandchildren if that makes sense um and you all have to agree to it um and once you're linked they can you can do things for the purpose of childcare like take the children out um come around and look after them so that's linked households and linked childcare households um these are the required precautions they're mentioned a few times but they're basically follow the guidance do a risk risk assessment if you're organizing an event or a remembrance sunday commemoration event okay so we've done don't leave your home without a reasonable excuse we've done don't gather um without uh, don't gather in groups of two or more without an exception and now we come to closure of and restrictions on businesses um so this is essentially um that all, a number of listed businesses have to close save for if they are providing certain services so we'll find out what a restricted business is um but anybody who is carrying on a restricted business or providing a restricted service must close any premises or part of the premises in which food or drink are provided for consumption on those premises and cease providing food or drink for consumption on its premises so restaurants cafes have got to close except they can it, it, it the certain exceptions such as um food or drink provided by a hotel or other accommodations part of room service is not um cons- food for consumption on the premises i'm sure if you've got a business you can go and look at the guidance and really focus in on, on what you are and aren't allowed to do um there's rules around obviously we know that restaurants and cafes have been providing takeaways that's totally lawful um and there's various other bells and whistles to these provisions um a restricted business or and a restricted service is the kind kind specified in part 1 of the schedule which comes lower that is restricted businesses um which are only allowed to carry out certain services certain businesses have to close and they are listed in a different bit they're listed in part 2 of the schedule um and there are exceptions um such as regulation 15 that's restricted business does not prevent the person responsible for carrying out a restricted business or providing a restricted service of any kind specified in part 1 of the schedule for selling food or drink but not alcohol for consumption off the premises between the hours 5 in the morning and 10 at night um from selling food or drink including alcohol for some consumption off the premises in accordance with paragraph 2 and paragraph 2 um says a person responsible for carrying out or carrying on a restricted services or providing a restricted service may only sell the following alcohol for consumption off the premises alcohol by any method um permitted in paragraph 3a to c and food and drink between the hours of uh, of 10 and 
and you can that's and then here we get to the meat of it the methods of sale permitted under this paragraph are by making deliveries in response to orders made through a website or otherwise by online communication by telephone including by text message or by post so you can order alcohol by post um or through a website or on the telephone or by text message and essentially you can't they, people can't turn up at the door i think this is right they can't turn up at the door and order alcohol so regulation six which is closure let me just check that this regulation yes so regulation six is closure does not prevent the use of certain um, of businesses for certain things there it is um does not prevent the use of any premises used for restricted business or to restrict service to host blood donation um for use of making film television program audio program or audio visual advertisement advertisement um, facilities for training by elite sportsmen, sports persons, indoor fitness and dance studios by professional dancers and choreographers, theatres or concert halls for training, rehearsal or performance without an audience for broadcast or recording purposes, indoor gyms, fitness studios, indoor blah 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 blah, um, for supervised activities for children. So things like dance classes, um, sports classes for children. Um, it seems like they are permitted, or at least the businesses are allowed to. Um, to provide facilities for them and I know there's been some confusion over this um, and post uh, 16 educational training post age 16 can the, these businesses can stay open for them professional dancer or choreographer um, if they derive their living from dance or from choreo choreograph um, choreographing dance as the case may be um, so that's a professional dancer that's the strictly exception I think because um, no one wants to ruin Strictly um, inadvertently. Enforcement. So enforcement remains the same, um, I think, as in the three-tier regulations. Essentially, um, there's lots and lots of powers for relevant people, such as police officers and um, people appointed by councils. They can move you on using reasonable force if necessary if you're in if they reason if they believe you're in a, a, an illegal gathering they can issue fixed penalty notices starting at 200 pounds or 100 pounds if you pay within 14 days for a bog standard breach of the regulations but rising to 6400 um for repeated offenses for bog standard breaches of the regulations i've already mentioned the automatic 10000 pound fines for gatherings of over 30 people in certain circumstances those are really severe and really um difficult to justify in my opinion when you know you can be fined 200 quid and pay 100 for a, a 29 person gathering and or a 30 person gathering or and then 10000 for a 31 person gathering which seems a bit disproportionate um and, and there you can see um, the way the offences. You can also be charged um, with a criminal offence either if you don't pay the fixed penalty notice, or you, um, or you just can be charged anyway. Um, and there you have the, the the levels of fixed penalty notices, how the repeated offences are calculated. You know which of the million different previous regulations apply um, or breaches of those million different previous regulations apply. Um, final provisions. So this is an important one, expiry. These regulations expire at the end of the period, 28 days beginning with the day on which they come into force, which is, I'm going to do, I'm actually going to, you know, I, I, I let you all down at the beginning by not having this calculated 
the 3rd of December. The 3rd of December. So if they come into force tomorrow on the 5th, they expire. I think they'll have gone prob- probably by the 3rd. So it must be, it's probably the 2nd that they would, because it begins on the day in which they come into force. So I think the last day would be the 2nd of December. But I think they'll just be replaced by some expanded tier four type um situation um, but who knows um and there we have the revocation of the three tiers goodbye three tiers we only had you for 20 days um they were so important and then they disappeared the three tiers but they'll be back they'll be back or some version of it and there's matt hancock's signature and that's it. Um, them's the new regulations um, that we, we have for 28 days. They only apply to England. Um, everyone should follow them and follow the guidance and make sure that they do their best to um, prevent the spread of this horrific disease. Um, all that's left to say is that the Better Human podcast is supported by Goldsmiths Law and their pioneering LLB undergraduate program taught in London. Applications are now open. Study law at Goldsmiths, including LLB law, LLB law with criminal justice and human rights, and LLB law with politics and human rights. To learn more and apply, please visit gold.act.uk forward slash law. I do these videos for free. I don't make any money from them, but it does cost money. Every single one costs money to produce. So if you um, would be so kind as to give a few pounds a month that would really help me keep doing them you can do that at www.betterhumanpodcast.com please leave comments on twitter and follow the links in the show notes which are also at the same website address um, where you'll find links to the relevant legislation um, and join me next time thank you very much my name is adam wagner this has been the better human podcast goodbye